When Chris was nine years old and a Cub Scout, he was awarded the Boy Scouts of America's highest honor, the Medal of Merit, for saving his younger sister from a burning car. A 22-year military veteran who received the Purple Heart, a Navy Commendation Medal with Valor, and a Navy and Marines Corps Achievement Medal with Valor for actions in combat, Chris Kuhn was just sentenced last week to appease the Biden administration's war on its own citizens in the massive government set up falsely dubbed the insurrection of January 6th. Chris did go inside the Capitol after many others had been waved in by Capitol Police, but instead of causing any damage, Chris cleaned up trash, aided to stop theft of government property, asked Capitol Police how he could help, and asked people to leave the building. In the 12-degree Kansas early morning of February 11th, 2021, Chris his four-year-old child and his pregnant wife, Annette, were raided by the FBI. Chris's wife, Annette, described the scene. She said, there were three large armored tactical vehicles parked on my front, side, and backyard, and police vehicles that extended throughout the entire community. I opened the door, and for a second, I didn't realize that there were about 20 FBI SWAT team members with semi-automatic rifles pointed at my son and I. We were covered by the bright red lasers pointed at our faces, chests, and various points on our bodies. The FBI then forced a young pregnant woman and her little child to freeze outside in the cold morning air. Annette miscarried their baby the next day. The lack of self-awareness during an election year is astonishing, as Biden's federal government tyranny is on overdrive. Even reporters aren't safe from this tyrannical regime. Blaze reporter Steve Baker reported in December that he will be charged for his actions that day for merely reporting live on the January 6th event. What the Biden administration is obviously jailing Baker for is exposing the setup and perjury committed by Capitol Police Officer Harry Dunn and Nancy Pelosi's security detail, Special Lazarus, Agent David Lazarus, Lazarus, a manufactured narrative used to throw the Oath Keepers in prison as the Pelosi setup unravels. The story of David Lazarus on January 6th is very simple. His story that day is he was assisting the evacuation of the Senate at the time that the incident between Officer Harry Dunn and the Oath Keepers began. The Oath Keepers lined up between him and the more agitated protesters and assisted him in keeping them off of him. He had two separate FBI interviews which were in conflict with one another. In the first FBI interview, he actually gave a favorable story about his encounter with the four Oath Keepers. And he stood in front of Harry Dunn for almost six minutes. After he was brought in for his second FBI interview, he changed that story. He was fighting back insurrectionists across the Capitol while being called the vilest racist names. So what they did is they brought in another officer, special agent, David Lazarus, to kind of bolster that story and give it more credibility by saying that when he arrived at the top of those stairs, that he saw Dunn standing at the top of the stairs being hassled by these Oath Keepers. At the time the Harry Dunn Oath Keepers encounter began, he was not in the same building. Meanwhile, the Federal Bureau of Prisons has barred J6 prisoner Joseph Biggs, a decorated war veteran and former InfoWars reporter from legally speaking to the American public, lawyers and other sources close to Biggs. 
with the FBI employing the Bureau of Prisons to essentially torture the political hostages, speaking out with a comment for publication could result in a brutal beatdown by correctional officers and Biggs' return to isolation and solitary confinement. Last October, Biggs was black box cuffed for weeks and stranded on a bus while being transferred from Philadelphia jail to prison, a haunting journey that the government is prohibiting him from telling the world about, according to WorldNet Daily. Jake Lang has been moved to a gang-infested federal prison in Brooklyn, New York, apparently punished for relentlessly revealing the criminal hypocrisy of the events of January 6th, a mere smattering of hundreds of tragic stories that reflect the brutality of a tyrannical overreach by the criminals occupying the highest offices of our republic that the founders warned us about with prophetic vision. John Bound reporting for InfoWars. Please remember, we're listeners supported. We got great t-shirts, books, films, the best supplements out there. It's all at InfoWarsStore.com. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula is massively discounted. Finally back in stock, the strongest recuminoid out there. That's the extract of turmeric. So good for your body, so good for inflammation. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. InfoWarsStore.com or 888 While you're there, get the best, cleanest, 10-hour clean energy. It's called Turbo Force. Turbo Force, Turbo Force, Turbo Force. InfoWarsStore.com or 888 There's other great products that are also back in stock, 40% off, but not for long. And that is Nitric Boost to clean out your heart, your arteries, your veins, your capillaries, your cardiovascular system. Nitric Boost. Never offered it 40% off before, but we went right to the source we were getting it, got a discount. So the sale right now is 40% off on Nitric Boost. We're funded by the people. Thanks for your support. We'll be right back. Jones Show. Folks, I am Chase Geyser, your host this evening. We've got a great show lined up for you over the next several hours. At some point in the show, we're going to re-air Alex Jones' conversation with the outstanding mortician that was on the Alex Jones Show last week. And we're also going to be broadcasting the new Owen Schroyer 30 Minutes podcast series that he has launched. We joke around here with the crew that it's half as long as 60 minutes, but twice as good with the same guest. But until then, we'll be covering the news, and we will be taking some calls at 6 Central, which is about two hours from now, as well to hear your feedback. It's always overwhelming to sit at this desk and look at all the headlines. We print articles from several major outlets, starting with InfoWars, moving on to Citizen Free Press or Drudge or Gateway Pundit or others. And I sit here with the crew, and I stack them based on category and go through and pull the clips that we want to discuss or show to emphasize the points. And it's overwhelming because it never ceases to amaze me despite having done this countless of times now. The extent to which the leftist globalist hypocrisy is just broadcast incessantly, not broadcast by the likes of InfoWars who are antagonists toward this, but they brag about it with their own, their own, their own comments, their own clips, their own headlines. They're bragging about this plan to destroy all national sovereignty the world over. 
as if it's not something to be ashamed of. Famously, the clip of Klaus Schwab saying, would we penetrate the cabinets? Why would you brag about that? Why would you just exclaim as, it's, as if it's some sort of accomplishment that you've taken over the cabinets of all the major world leaders in the country, that you've penetrated the cabinets, that you've put in these moles or these compromised agents, or you've compromised the cabinets themselves. Why would you brag about that? And why does it go over without any sort of a blemish? Why is it that everyone just watches, listens, sees the headline, here's the clip, here's the audio clip, and doesn't say or do anything about it? And I know that it sounds like it's incredibly frustrating, and it is. But I do think there is going to be a reckoning this fall on November 5th. The 5th of November, they shall never forget. I do believe that ultimately what's going to happen is we're going to see this major outpouring of support of America First individuals coming to vote in such numbers that not even the astronomical levels of cheating that they can accomplish will be enough to stop this from happening. There's a viral video circulating, circulating on social media perfectly encapsulating the dueling visits of the U.S.-Mexico border in Texas Thursday by America's Democrat and Republican presidential frontrunners. Let's go ahead and run clip nine here in a second. Trump outshines Biden in competing trips to border. These types of clips are... The things that are going viral, not just on X, but on every social media platform, because Americans are waking up. Let's go ahead and take a look at clip nine. Nice weather, beautiful day, but a very dangerous border. We're going to take care of it. Thank you. <laughs> just look how stiff he is. Isn't that a sign of dementia? That sort of a gait? It's just unbelievable. And we see that liberals are freaking out over Texas general and military uniforms standing behind Trump during border visit as if it's treason to be a military officer in standing behind a former president of the United States. During Donald Trump's visit to the U.S. southern border this week, a man in full military uniform stood behind the Republican presidential candidate while he delivered a speech. And we see the lefties all over the Internet just complaining and bashing and moaning about this treason in our republic here let's run clip eight because everybody i speak to says how horrible it is nobody explained to me how allowing millions of people from places unknown from countries unknown who don't speak languages we have languages coming into our country we have nobody that even speaks those languages they're they're truly foreign languages nobody speaks them Meanwhile, nobody seems to be complaining at all about the Biden regime waging war on the First Amendment coming after conservative journalists. We're going to run clip three here in a second. Conservative journalists are finding themselves the targets of oppressive lawfare tactics, evidently for exposing Joe Biden's corruption. We've seen this with Edward Snowden. We've seen this with Julian Assange. We saw this with Owen Schroyer. We've seen this with countless other journalists who expose the truth about this corrupt regime, this corrupt establishment, not just Joe Biden 
Biden's regime or establishment or administration, but others as well on the left and the right. It seems like when a journalist comes out and tells the truth about the corruption that's really going on, the first thing that happens is they become harassed with lawfare. On Friday, footage showed Blaze journalist Steve Baker being made to do a perp walk as he was taken into custody to face charges over his reporting involving the January 6th debacle. Let's run clip three. There he is, all cuffed up. They just love to humiliate journalists who tell the truth. There's no need to cuff that man. He totally would have come peacefully. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Meanwhile, James Biden's testimony to U.S. House panel conflicts with other witnesses. So while our journalists are being arrested, while January 6th volunteers who are trying to help out law enforcement on that day and protect the property in the Capitol building are being arrested and their wives are miscarrying their children the next day after the SWAT raid on their property, having been forced to stand in the cold of a Kansas morning on February 11th of 2021. We don't see any sort of justice coming upon the likes of Hunter Biden or others. And I know he's under investigation. I know there's committees looking into him. But when has he ever spent a day in jail? I'm sure he's been arrested at some point for a DUI or something. But I mean, real time, real charges for the real crimes against this country. I haven't seen any of that from the left or of the left. In years with very few examples, we're going to run clip five here in a second. This is reported by Sputnik Washington. Testimony provided to the U.S. House Oversight Committee by President Joe Biden's brother, James Biden, is inconsistent with the testimony of other witnesses, Fox News reported, citing a House Oversight Panel aide. On Friday, a transcript of James Biden's testimony to lawmakers was released, which was a part of an impeachment inquiry led by the House Oversight and Judiciary Committees. The inquiry is rooted in allegations of foreign influence peddling and bribery by the Biden family, allegations which, in my humble opinion, are abundantly backed up by evidence. Just spending a matter of an hour looking at bidenlaptopemails.com, you can find all sorts of corruption and peddling and bribery that was going on. In those documents, let's go ahead and run clip five. It's a little bit of a longer clip, but I want to give you guys a little bit of a sense of what's going on here. Fox News alert. We just got our hands on Joe Biden's brother's deposition, and it is even more preposterous than Hunter's. And that's a high bar. As we reported last night, not only did Hunter admit his dad is the big guy, but he says Joe was stopping by his business meetings that he called birthday parties to eat bowls of spaghetti with his clients. Now, Hunter doesn't call them clients. He told congressional investigators they're really his friends. Hunter's friends with Russians living in Moscow and the effing spy chief of China. His words, not mine. What kind of business are you in when your dad keeps showing up at your business meetings, though? My dad doesn't pop into my editorial meetings at Fox and say hi to my producers. When you take your clients out to lunch, does your dad stop by for spaghetti? Hunter says when he's with his business partners and his dad happens to call, he puts him on speaker. I've never done that, probably because my dad's not famous, but let's say my dad was Biden. The reason I'm putting my dad on the phone is to impress my partners and show them what kind of easy access they can get to dad. Biden doesn't know his cameo or his phone calls are the main course of the business dinner. When all of these business dinners are with foreigners and you're the VP, and after the dinners and phone calls, your son takes the clients to visit the White House dozens of times. 
and you fly your son around to 15 foreign countries and talk to him on the phone every day, that's not a normal father-son relationship. That's a father and son who are in business together. And we're learning from Jim Biden's deposition. When his father wasn't around, Hunter brought his uncle. Jim Biden says Hunter took him to Hong Kong. But it wasn't a business trip. He was there to keep his nephew company. But when Hunter introduced him to Patrick Ho, you know, the effing spy chief of China, Jim Biden says his spidey sense went off. The president's brother, Jimmy, had lunch in Hong Kong with the effing spy chief of China and said they didn't discuss business. At one point during the lunch, Ho borrowed Hunter to go to the next room and talk for a half an hour. And Jim Biden just hung out on the veranda by himself, totally normal. The vice president flies his son to Beijing. He comes home with millions. And then the vice president's brother and son are in Hong Kong with the spy chief of China. And then Patrick Ho gets arrested and the one phone call he makes from jail is to Jim Biden just a guy he had lunch with once in Hong Kong. And the FBI has Ho's phone wiretapped and knows exactly what the Bidens are doing. And the Bidens are doing a lot for China. A top Chinese communist wants to move into Manhattan, so Uncle Jim gets them set up with an apartment and whisks them around town like a tour guide. Jim says he did it out of the kindness of his heart. This is a 74-year-old man with nothing else to do except make the Chinese feel welcomed in New York. Why is he rolling out the red carpet for the Chi-Coms? Because he says the guy was the protege of President Xi. The vice president's brother meets the so, next in line to the this Chinese type of reporting is going on, criticizing the left, while we see this type of reporting from Fox or others, actually outlining legitimate criticisms, questions, or concerns regarding the behavior of the left, particularly the Biden administration, the Biden regime, and the business dealings between Hunter and Joe. All we see from the left media are racist apathets toward right-wing Americans or so-called domestic terrorists or just white people in general from rural communities here in the United States. And if one thing irks me more than anything else, I hate it when I hear anyone, whether they're right-wing or left-wing, refer to the Midwest states as flyover states. You hear this in New York all the time. You hear it in California all the time, whether L.A., or San Francisco or Orange County, people sit around at their bougie meals with their $50 small filet that's the size of a half dollar talking about the flyover states as if, as if it's not the heart itself of America, as if it's not the source of all food in America and one of our number one, if not the number one exports that the United States has left since our manufacturing was outsourced to the CCP under the leadership of Biden and large, ever since the 70s. And here people refer to the Midwest and rural communities as the flyover states, as if there's no reason to go there whatsoever. You just have to fly over them to get to somewhere that really matters. Now, I grew up in Bloomington, Illinois. I was very bored where I grew up. I was miserable. I was bitter about being in a small town. But now as an adult, looking back, I realize having lived in several major cities, I've lived in Austin, Texas, I've lived in Nashville, Tennessee, I've lived in Orange County, California. I've done business in Los Angeles. I've been all over the country, basically. Now, having lived in several major cities for the majority of my adulthood, actually the entirety of my adulthood, I look back on the Midwest, on Bloomington, Illinois, and I realize that the Midwest is one of the last bastions of good people in this country.
I mean, these are salt of the earth, literally salt of the earth people. They work with their hands in the ground. They feel the soil. They check the soil. They actually grow crops and get up before the sun gets up and stay out after the sun goes down every single day to put food on the table. I know there's corruption and issues with our agriculture and things that we can get into the weeds with that all day long. But when I see this clip, possibly the most overtly racist segment ever on MSNBC, this is going to clip. This is clip six. We're going to run in a second. It just reminds me of the ignorance and animosity that these bad people have for good people simply because they are good people. The voting public, and especially the rural voting public, should brace themselves for an avalanche of mainstream media and punditry hate directed toward them in the months leading into the November election. On Thursday, the below MSNBC segment was somewhat shocking even for the mainstream in terms of the extent a whole demographic of Americans was viciously attacked, stereotyped, and labeled as all the same. One online commenter rightly pointed out this might be the most overtly racist thing I've seen people say on TV. Let's go ahead and run clip six. Joining us now, professor of political science at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, Tom Schaller, and journalist and opinion writer Paul Waldman. Their new book, Out Tomorrow, is entitled White Rural Rage, the Threat to American Democracy. And Tom, we'll start with you. Uh, why are white rural voters a threat to democracy at this point? You would think, as we pointed out, looking at Joe Biden's background and Donald Trump's, that, that the opposite would be true. I mean, we lay out the fourfold interconnected threat that white rural voters pose to the country. First of all, and we show 30 polls and national studies to demonstrate this. So we provide the receipts in chapter six. They're the most racist, xenophobic, anti-immigrant, anti-gay geodemographic group in the country. Second, they're the most conspiracist group. QAnon support and subscribers, election denialism, COVID denialism and scientific skepticism, Obama birtherism. Third, anti-democratic sentiments. They don't believe in an independent press, free speech. They're most likely to say the president should be able to act unilaterally without any checks from Congress or the courts or the bureaucracy. They're also the most strongly white nationalist and white Christian nationalist. And fourth, they are most likely to excuse or justify violence as an acceptable alternative to just wait till they interview the Muslim community in the United States to ask them what percentage of them think it's okay for a spontaneous explosion or a suicide bombing in the name of some political ends because the Pew Research is in on that and that's even more atrocious. So you're calling us xenophobic and you're saying we're the most violent, we're the most likely to support violence because we're white rural Americans. When we literally have demographics pouring into this country that explicitly state in Pew Research that they're happy for suicide bombings to occur if the political end is just in their eyes. And he says that we're the most likely to have COVID denialism the same week that the CDC comes out and says there's new COVID-19 guidance, treat it like the flu. Now my wife went to the emergency clinic over Thanksgiving. Uh, it wasn't like the emergency room. She went to a minute clinic, just urgent care is the word. And she goes in and they test her for COVID and the flu. And she had the flu. And the doctor says, good thing it was the flu and not COVID because if it was COVID, then I'd have to tell you not to fly home for two weeks from Illinois to Texas. And now... In the context of that, we see that the CDC is coming out and saying just to treat 
COVID like the flu. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's CDC updated respiratory virus guidance has been released. And many Americans are pointing out that the agency is late to the party in telling people to treat the virus like the flu or other respiratory illnesses. The health impact on COVID-19 positive people is similar to other respiratory viral illnesses like influenza and RSV, according to the update. Federal government... Even brags the ineffective draconian measures thrust upon the public during the COVID pandemic are the reason the virus can now be treated like the flu. Due to the effectiveness of protective tools and a high degree of population immunity, there are now fewer hospitalizations and deaths due to COVID-19, the CDC claims. The announcement also acknowledges natural immunity as a form of protection, which it failed to do amid the height of the pandemic. Quote, more than 98% of the U.S. population now has some degree of protective immunity against COVID-19 from vaccination, prior infection, or both, the update states. So, it's the epitome of gaslighting. Now it's fine. Now it's nothing to be concerned about. As if it used to be. As if it ever was. And I was looking at the data right when this pandemic broke out. Even the publicly available data from the CDC I remember I was in California when the lockdowns hit on the Ides of March in 2020. And I'm looking at the daily death data and not even taking into consideration the fact that there were so many comorbidities associated with COVID deaths, not even taking into account all the other causes of death that were linked to the deaths attributed to COVID-19. It was very clear that the volume of deaths simply wasn't enough to justify the government's response. And I would put to you, as other experts and professionals have, Brett Weinstein being among them, that the response to COVID, as you know, I'm sure this audience is aware, but for the sake of new listeners, the response to COVID was much more harmful than COVID itself whether it was the 17 million negatively impacted by side effects from COVID-19, upwards of 17 million estimated to have been killed by the vaccines, whether it was the actual virus itself, none of that was anything compared to the amount of harm and damage that was caused, particularly to children. At one point in time, deep into the pandemic, children were accounted for less than 1,000 of the total deaths, and I believe the number is less than 3,000 even today, years later, four years now since the onset of this pandemic, I believe the number of deaths attributed to COVID-19 among people 18 years old or younger is less than 3,000. I could be wrong about that. You'd have to look it up on the CDC's website. We can fact check that, but it's astronomically low. The youth was by far and away the safest demographic as it pertains to the dangers and risks of COVID-19, yet they were the most disproportionately impacted by these lockdowns, forced to wear masks every day to the point where the research is in now that verbal development and the ability to communicate and read facial expressions is years behind for youths who were developing that part of their brain while everyone was wearing a mask. The fact that all of our students had to learn remotely via Zoom or Google meetings, Google Classroom technology, has far and away damaged the use of our nation to the point where I don't know if they're ever going to catch up, if they were ever in a good place to begin with. And it's not just this developmental issue as well, but this ushered in an entire era of technological shift that set up our nation for perpetual subjugation by these major corporations. I'm going to be very specific with you here because I know that's a broad 
statement. Now that we see that Google is coming out with Gemini, now that we see that all of these artificial intelligence tools are coming out by these major players backed by government subsidies, government investment, government research funds, we see that this shift that occurred during the pandemic has put our students in a position because of the restructuring of the infrastructure of how children are taught remotely and with Chromebooks. It's restructured our entire educational system to be vulnerable to being taught by artificial intelligence. And I'm not inherently opposed to artificial intelligence tools being used to teach our students or tools being used to help teachers or tools being used by students themselves to help them with assignments. I'm not opposed to that. But when you have Google take a vast amount, a vast majority of the market segment of remote learning, and then they're creating this obviously woke artificial intelligence. We saw what happened with Gemini, how racist and terrible that was with white erasure itself. That's the tool that's being used to teach our students. We have now arrived at this dystopian reality where artificial intelligence is teaching our children and it's teaching them to be racist. Please remember, we're listeners supported. We got great t-shirts, books, films, the best supplements out there. It's all at InfoWarsStore.com. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula is massively discounted. Finally back in stock, the strongest recuminoid out there. That's the extract of turmeric. So good for your body, so good for inflammation. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. While you're there, get the best, cleanest, 10-hour clean energy. It's called Turbo Force. Turbo Force, Turbo Force, Turbo Force. InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. There's other great products that are also back in stock, 40% off, but not for long. And that is Nitric Boost to clean out your heart, your arteries, your veins, your capillaries, your cardiovascular system. Nitric Boost. Never offered it 40% off before, but we went right to the source we were getting it, got a discount. So the sale right now is 40% off on Nitric Boost. We're funded by the people. Thanks for your support. We'll be right back. The year is 2030. The World Economic Forum's agenda unfolds, ushering in an era where AI seeks to dominate. In this world of steel and algorithms, there's a ray of hope for humanity. It's bodies from InfoWarsStore.com. This revolutionary blend of ancient herbs and modern science stands as a symbol of resistance. It's not just about combating inflammation. It's about making your body feel invincible in the InfoWar. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and order yours before the sale is terminated. Working at InfoWars is a very demanding job, and hosting a three-hour talk show is very demanding as well. And I've got two sources for energy and focus, both available at InfoWarsStore.com. In fact, I never go on air without them at my desk. Turbo Force Plus, 10 hours of clean energy in one scoop of Turbo Force Plus from InfoWarsStore.com. So I take it maybe 30 minutes, an hour before the show. I've got plenty of energy to get ready, go through all the news, work with the crew to have all the elements ready to go. 
TurboForce Plus, InfoWarsStore.com. And then I've got extra energy even beyond that. If I want to do interviews late into the night or help edit videos, come up with names and titles for the segments, I always go to TurboForce Plus. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, get yourself some TurboForce Plus, take advantage of this sale while supplies last. Just one more thing. Never do I go on air without my brain force plus as well for mental clarity mental focus mental energy also available at infowarsstore.com if you've got a big presentation at work a big exam coming up go to infowarsstore.com get yourself some turbo force plus and some brain force plus and you'll support the infowar in the process turbo force plus brain force plus infowarsstore.com Unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard how amazing turmeric is for inflammation, for your joints, your bones, your blood, your organs, your mind, everything. Well, we have Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula with 95% curcuminoid extract. No one that we know of has it even above 85%. This is the strongest formula on the market and it's way lower price than some of the top brands out there that are 75%, 80% humanoid. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula is amazing. You're missing out if you don't try it. It's discounted right now, 40% off InfoWarsTore.com, and it funds the InfoWar, a total 360 win. You owe it to yourself to try Bodies. I know you'll be amazed. Get yours right now at InfoWarsStore.com or call toll-free 888-253-3139. Bodies, 95% humanoid extract will absolutely blow you away. All you got to do is try it. Get yours now. Infowarsstore.com. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. The program leftists failed to silence. It's the Alex Jones Show. Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show. I am Chase Geyser, your host this evening. We were talking about Google's infiltration of artificial intelligence. And that artificial intelligence being used to infiltrate our education system. Why don't we just see from Google themselves what it is that they're doing just to prove my point. Go ahead and run it. Advancing education with AI by Google. These days, we can all see how AI is revolutionizing the way we live, work, and imagine our future. At Google, we've been preparing for this for quite some time. Nearly a decade ago, we began working to develop and harness the power of AI to help everyone gain an understanding of its potential. We also formulated our own set of principles for applying AI responsibly. Many of our products and services use AI to help people connect more easily with the information they seek and with each other. And we're helping to expedite breakthroughs in fields ranging from healthcare to communication, where AI has the potential to improve billions of lives. Today, AI has the power to transform education like never before. Taking what we've learned through years of building classroom technology and working alongside educators from around the world we're developing AI in ways that will serve as an insightful tool, a thought partner that elevates educators as the heart and soul of the educational experience and supercharges productivity for educational leaders. 
With AI applied in the context of our educational tools, educators can choreograph learning experiences more effectively and efficiently. Creating lessons and presentations can take minutes instead of hours. Dashboards can reveal real-time insights into each student's progress and even their process, all of which gives educators more time to invest in their students and in themselves. For students, AI can help make learning more personal with tools that offer real-time feedback to help supplement the educator's instruction. It can help improve reading proficiency. And if students struggle, educators can be alerted sooner of the need for personalized attention. AI can also help unlock creativity, freeing students to reimagine the limits of what's possible. And that's only where we are today. Imagine a future where lessons are adaptable to each student's unique learning style. Accessibility features enable a fully inclusive classroom, and AI continues to learn and develop ways to help both students and educators realize their fullest potential. This is the future of education. Absolutely unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And like I said, I'm not averse to these tools being used in education, to students using them. If I was a kid in school, I can tell you right now that I would have been using AI to do my homework for me. Absolutely. Because I wasn't, frankly, doing much of my homework when I was in high school because I was busy doing other things. I was skipping school to read The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand in the food court of the local crappy mall, Eastland Mall in Bloomington, Illinois, instead of going to class because, frankly, class was very boring, not compelling, not at all of interest to me. I wanted to learn other things. I was just that weird kid that did that sort of thing. But the fact that we see Google using that sort of rhetoric after we've seen from Google what its AI is capable of and designed to do is totally alarming to me. Not only is it going to just replace teachers altogether, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, given that we know that our educators are leftist, woke, critical theory, Marxist, corrupt douchebags, for lack of a better term. It's not only going to replace them, but it's going to cater the language to every single student and deal with every student's individual process. So if you're a black student, maybe you're going to have continual examples of celebrating blackness. And if you're a white student, maybe you'll constantly be reminded by the AI of your white privilege as you're learning how to do basic arithmetic. These are the things that I'm terrified about, concerned about. And I think the ultimate conclusion here the ultimate place that we've arrived as a nation, as a culture, as a civilization, as parents of students, as my children, my daughters come of age and we begin looking at schools, is that you don't have a choice but to educate your kids. And because inflation is as bad as it is, ever since we went off the gold standard since the 1970s, I understand that a single income is not enough to support a family of four in most cases. My wife works nights. She teaches ballet. So I come home from work, I watch my kids while my wife works. Between the two of us, we're working 20 hours a day, minimum. And the point that I'm trying to make is we're not going to be in a position to homeschool the kids. Most Americans aren't. That's the struggle. That's the challenge. And so it's about what you do when you're with your kids. And unfortunately, we've arrived at an economy where the state spends more time with your kids from the age of four to 23 or 22 than parents do. You drop them off at school at 8 a.m. Maybe you pick them up after their extracurricular activities at 5 p.m. And then you have four or five hours with them before they go to bed. That means that the state is spending more time raising our children every single day for decades, almost two decades of their lives. 
if you go to a state school, state college as well. And even the private colleges are funded by the federal government, so they're all state colleges, if, even if they claim that they're private. And this abduction of our children, the fact that our children are raised by the state, is to me the greatest threat to our constitutional republic. But no, that's not what you'll hear from the Democrats. Democrat leaders triggered by President Trump's rally in Richmond, Virginia, released a statement. This is the Richmond mayor, clip 16, releasing a video statement saying that Trump is not welcome. They're not alarmed at all about AI or education or the fact that parents can't spend any time with their kids and the state raises our children. They love that. But Trump isn't welcome in Richmond, according to this video from the mayor. Let's go ahead and run it. You can see the rally here. Looks like it might have been the wrong clip here. I don't know if we have clip 16. We'll try to find it. If not, no problem. We'll get that state statement to you as soon as we can. And then you have the Biden administration totally disregarding the crisis at the border. Disregarding is probably a mischaracterization because the Democrats are now admitting there's a problem. That was a major shift that's happened over the course of the last several years. They're at least admitting that there's a problem at the border. Now, now the lie isn't that there is no problem. The lie is that the problem is the Republicans' fault, right? So before they're like, oh, there's no border crisis. There's, there's no issue. When the Cubans were coming over, knowing that they were conservative-minded, fleeing communism, we saw Mayorkas come out and say, turn around. Do not come to the United States. You are not welcome here when the Cubans were coming over. But now that every other nation can come into the United States through the southern border— they're happy to allow it to happen, and when they're called on allowing it to happen, or they're called for the corruption that is perpetuating this invasion of our country, more people coming into the United States illegally than Russians going illegally into Ukraine, mind you. Now that this is happening and they're forced to admit it, oh, it's the Republicans' problem, and Biden is coming out. This is just a short little clip, clip 11 here, saying, I don't have the authority to do that, referring to actually doing something about the border crisis. Let's run it and hear from him exactly what he said. Okay, it looks like we're having an issue with this clip too. Let's bounce back to the mayor's comment and then take it into break. The mayor of Richmond. Donald Trump is in Richmond to get out the vote for the presidential primary on Super Tuesday. Virginia is the only state in the South that doesn't have an abortion ban or extreme restrictions since Trump appointed judges overturned Roe versus Wade. Since then, we have seen reproductive freedom under attack across the country. And Trump has made clear, if elected again, he will adopt a nationwide abortion ban. We can't let that happen. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are fighting to protect reproductive freedom. So come out and vote in the presidential primary this Tuesday. Well, there you have it, folks. Now we're about ready to come to break in 30 seconds. Right here, I have TurboForce Plus, which is probably my favorite product. It's between this and BrainForce Plus at the InfoWars store, which of course you can visit at InfoWarsStore.com. One of my favorite things about this product is as soon as you open it, you just get this scent of tropical flavor is actually delicious. It tastes much better than a Red Bull to me, much less like a battery. I highly recommend you check it out. It will light you up like a Christmas tree. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and be the reason we are on the air. More news on the other side.
InfoWars is listener supported, and we appreciate your donations. But buy a product and support your health too. The curcuminoids in turmeric is one of nature's most powerful and beneficial medicines. Raw turmeric root contains about 5% of this incredible medicine. But our bodies has been formulated to contain over 95%. This makes bodies one of the most powerful natural antioxidants in the world. Combined with other natural herbs, bodies will help improve mobility, flexibility, and immunity. Get some today, now 40% off. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarStore.com. Not all energy drinks, not all energy powders, not all energy pills are made equal. A lot of them out there work really well. They wake you up and for a long time. The problem is they have a horrible letdown and they have ingredients in them that are not good for your body. TurboForce was developed by one of the top scientists, sports nutrition experts in the country. And obviously because of all the attacks on M4s, it was a private contract. But we paid him to develop what he believed with the ingredients available would be the best, cleanest, long-term, 10-hour clean energy. And we were able to develop TurboForce. Only takes a little bit and it time releases. Hits in about 30 minutes, but the different natural compounds that are in it synergistically work to give you energy on average for 10 hours with no letdown. Now that doesn't mean if you end up not sleeping all night on it, you're not gonna be tired the next day. But if you take it in the morning, say, and then it work till midnight, I have no hangover from it, my crew doesn't, the listeners love it. So I wanna encourage all the viewers and listeners out there that wanna support the broadcast, at the same time get an incredible product, go to InfoWarStore.com today and peruse the site. And while you're there, get a canister of TurboForce. We used to have it in little individual serving packets, but most folks told us a full packet was too much. So now it's in a single scooper, and this formula is even stronger. That's why it's TurboForce Plus. Ladies and gentlemen, TurboForce doesn't just boost your focus and your clarity and your stamina and your libido and so much more. It doesn't just do it in a clean, focused way. It also funds the info war. Are there a few other energy drinks and energy mixes out there that are, quite frankly, just as good? Yeah, this guy that developed ours developed those as well. But this is in the top three or four in the world. It works the best, and it funds the InfoWar, a 360 win. Get TurboForce today on sale at InfoWarStore.com. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when we look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. 
leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order. It's Alex Jones. Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show, ladies and gentlemen. I am Chase Geyser, your host this evening. We just saw that outstanding performance by the mayor of Richmond complaining about Donald Trump and how he's not welcome. I guess they hate every time he tells the truth or every time he has a real zinger. Fireworks, Trump says the quiet part out loud on the Fannie Willis-Nathan Wade relationship. Let's go ahead and run clip 15 of President Trump spending his Saturday stumping and holding massive rallies in North Carolina and Virginia. After delivering remarks at a rally in Greensboro, Trump touched down in Virginia for a get-out-the-vote rally in Richmond. This is what he said about Fannie Willis. I was indicted by Fannie in Georgia. Fannie. How did that work out? And her lover, Nathan Wade. And they hired him for almost a million dollars because of his great, great experience. Of course, he didn't have any experience. He had experience in something else. You know that. A lot of experience. And at that, I'm quite sure he was very good based on the fact that she called him 2,000 times. I didn't know the gentleman. I didn't know him. Oh, you have 2,000 phone calls, 3,500 text messages. How is it possible? In a short, I know a lot of people, we like a lot of people. I happen to have a very good relationship with a woman called Melania. But I would venture to say in all the years that I've known her, I might not have called her 2,500 times. I know I didn't send 3,500 text messages. That is an insane amount of communication. I think I've only sent like 10,000 tweets total on my Twitter account. And I tweet all the time. I can't imagine <laughs> texting someone that much. Usually that's a red flag. If you're having that much text exchange with somebody. I know that as a man, the more you text, the less lucrative that could become for you. So that's just fascinating. That's a good point. I even thought of that. But while Trump is killing it in Virginia, there's a couple of great clips here. Regarding the Nikki Haley campaign that I want to show you. First, I want to show you clip 10, which is the Nikki Haley billboard, which says we need Hickey. Excuse me. We need Hickey. <laughs> we need Nikki Haley on it being booed while driving past a line for the Trump rally in Richmond, Virginia. Let's run clip 10. Unbelievable. What do you think's in that trailer? Just like just a bunch of dead bodies. What a surprise. Neocon Nikki rose back on pledge to endorse Trump. Could stay in the race until July. We're going to run clip 12 in a second here. So the Republicans pledge to support whichever candidate wins the primary. That's part of the deal. Now she's backpedaling on even that, which to me is just asinine. I mean, we know from other reports here, and I have it in the stack. I'm not going to be able to find it. Yeah, here I could find it. It's a miracle. Before we run clip 12, poll finds nearly half of Nikki Haley's primary support comes from Joe Biden voters. But Nikki vows to stay in and trash Trump for several more weeks for her donors. So we know that all of her support is coming from the Democrats. Now she's saying she's not going to support Trump, even if he wins the primary. Let's run clip 12 here and see what she has to say. 
Do you think Donald Trump would follow the Constitution if he were elected to a second term? Yes. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, you always want to think someone will, but I don't know. You know, when you, when you go in and you talk about revenge, when you go and you talk about revenge you know, is constitutional. When woman. you go and you talk about what does that mean? Like, I don't know what that means. And only he can answer for that. What I can answer for is I don't think there should ever be a president that's above the law. I don't think that there should ever be a president that has total immunity to do whatever they want to do. I think that we need to have someone that our kids can look up to, that they can be proud of, and I think we need to have a country of law and order, a country of freedom, and a country that goes back to respecting the value of a taxpayer dollar. And we don't have any of that right now. Didn't she make her husband stop going by his first name, William, and start going by his middle name, Michael, and then proceed to have an affair with a staffer named William? <laughs> Didn't that happen in like 2006? I don't know if I have that right. But this woman, man, I, I don't even know what to say. And I remember how popular she was. I saw her at some Republican ball back when I lived in Nashville, Tennessee, and she was fine. But this is just neocon stuff. Half of her campaign ads have been an ad for World War III. And I don't mean to put the crew on the spot here, but when I was at the movies last night, I went to see Dune Part Two with Harrison Smith and his wife and a buddy of mine. And during the trailers, they ran, I think it was an army ad. It could have been a Navy ad or an Air Force ad. I can't tell the difference. And, but in this ad, they changed the slogan. I would love to run this ad if we could find it. They said at the end, the, the stinger was the next greatest generation. First of all, next greatest generation could mean like the second best generation <laughs> on one interpretation. Second of all, there's only one greatest generation. So the next greatest generation is just the greatest generation. The old greatest generation isn't greatest anymore. But third of all, I'm thinking to myself, Jesus, the first greatest generation was the World War II vets. So are they saying, is this a World War III ad? Like if it's the next greatest generation, does that mean that World War III is the next war? <laughs> Running this ad, it blows my mind. Half of Nikki Haley's ads, despite whatever the army or the military is doing in terms of recruiting ads, our World War III ads, she's talking about Iran and Russia and China, all in one sort of vomited 30-second spew. And it's a World War III ad. She's a neocon. She is a warmonger. And I'm not opposed to war when war is necessary. Sometimes war is absolutely the right call. Can't think of the last time that it was. I, I'm on the fence about World War II, whether or not Pearl Harbor was an inside job and we should have gotten involved at all. I don't know. Obviously, there was a lot of evil that went on that ended when the war ended, but I don't know what, whether or not the United States had a moral or philosophical or legitimate position or argument for getting into that war. I don't know if Pearl Harbor was set up to get us into the war that we wanted to get in for other reasons. I don't know if Japan actually had a reasonable excuse for attacking us because of what we're doing by cutting off their oil. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I'm just going to tell you. Maybe that was a justified war. But since then, I have a very hard time thinking of any legitimate war that was, was just. Like, okay, we're going to have to duke this out. But then we have from the left, Jill Biden saying that Donald Trump is dangerous to women. So we've got Nikki Haley literally advocating for World War III as if that's not dangerous for women. You know how many women are raped or murdered or abused in world wars? 
But Donald Trump's the real threat to women. Let's go ahead and run clip 14 of what Jill Biden had to say. But Donald Trump? He spent a lifetime tearing us down and devaluing our existence. He mocks women's bodies, disrespects our accomplishments, and brags about assault. Now he's bragging about killing Roe v. Wade. Just last night, he sounds like to me again for enabling states like Georgia to pass <laughs> abortion bans that are taking away the right like of women to make their own health care decisions. <laughs> How far will he go? When will he stop? Bro, I put you out a bird feeder answer? last week. Jill Biden showed up and just started nibbling. He won't. He said it himself last night. Nikki Haley right next to her. He's considering a national abortion ban. Donald Trump is dangerous. All right, let's go ahead and run the uh, the army recruitment, military recruitment ad that I was talking about, just so you guys can see this. Look at that. Look at this stinger on the end. We get how uncertain the future is. We've come of age in a complex world, face to face with problems we didn't create. So what's gonna happen next? We are. Because our future is the future. The life we have chosen has prepared us for this. So we're going to build bridges and hospitals in a day. We're gonna save families from disasters and feed those left in the cold. We're going to do all this and more because we have an appointment with destiny. We invite you to join us. The next greatest generation. The next greatest generation. There you go, Army National Guard. There you go. All right, folks. As you can tell by my bird screeching, I actually did load up on some Turbo Force Plus. I highly recommend this amazing product. This is one of my favorite products, if not my favorite product, at InfoWarsStore.com. It will light you up like a Christmas tree. It's great for focus and energy without the crafts. Check it out at InfoWarsStore.com. Be the reason that we are still on the air. Please remember, we're listeners supported. We got great t-shirts, books, films, the best supplements out there. It's all at InfoWarsStore.com. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula is massively discounted. Finally back in stock. The strongest humanoid out there. That's the extract of turmeric. So good for your body, so good for inflammation. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. While you're there, get the best, cleanest, 10-hour clean energy. It's called Turbo Force. Turbo Force, Turbo Force, Turbo Force. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. There's other great products that are also back in stock. 40% off, but not for long. And that is... Nitric Boost to clean out your heart, your arteries, your veins, your capillaries, your cardiovascular system. Nitric Boost. Never offered it 40% off before, but we went right to the source we were getting it. Got a discount, so the sale right now is 40% off on Nitric Boost. We're funded by the people. Thanks for your support. We'll be right back. InfoWars is listener-supported, and we appreciate your donations. But buy a product and support your health, too. 
Nitric oxide is an important chemical messenger in the body. It promotes blood flow and it helps nerve cells communicate with one another. But over time, our bodies produce less of it. Full of amino acids to produce nitric oxide, Nitric Boost helps raise the amount of nitric oxide in your body. Nitric oxide is needed for strength, cardiovascular function, and healthy neurotransmission. It helps to improve blood flow, which helps improve overall immunity. Get some today, now 40% off. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarStore.com.